I'm Amanda Brothers, and this is Walking in the Glory of God podcast, the podcast where we focus on how to live life in Christ as we learn and grow in our relationship with God and how to allow him to truly be Lord of our lives. So whether you are new in Christ, seasoned in Christ, or searching for hope or something or someone to believe in, we'll learn what it really means to believe in him and live in him and let him be our guiding light. So welcome to Walking in the Glory of God podcast. Hello, this is Evangelist Amanda Brothers. Welcome to episode four of Walking in the Glory of God podcast. On this episode, we're talking about fear and how it can paralyze you and keep you from moving forward and doing the things that you desire to do and how the word of God empowers us. So by the end of this episode, I hope that you're able to conquer your fear, step out in faith and start creating and living the life that Christ died for you to have. So let's get started. I want to just talk a little bit about fear, how it holds us back, and then give just a few tips on how to overcome the fear, how to not let it paralyze you and keep you from moving forward. Fear can paralyze, but the word of God empowers. Fear. All of us feel fear. All of us experience fear at some point in our lives. That feeling comes over us and sometimes it takes us over. It takes us, it takes control and we end up operating in that fear. We end up being led by it and being controlled by that fear. But we need to know that we don't have to allow ourselves to be overcome by the fear, to give in to the fear and to respond or react to the fear that we're feeling. Our bodies start to respond in so many different ways and we start to feel so many different things. You're, you start sweating, you start, your heart starts beating real fast, you know, you get really tied up in the emotion of what's going on. You have that paralyzing fear that, you know, you're not going to step out and do something. You hide yourself away. Throughout the Bible, we'll find that where God is saying to fear not, to fear not. He tell, he's telling us all the time not to fear not to fear, not to fear. He's with us, not to fear. And so we know in the Bible, it says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind or power, love, and self-control, power, love, and self-discipline. So depending on which version you're, you're reading. So when we're experiencing fear or when we're faced with fear, fear can, can get us to the place where we step back and we stop doing what it is or we we neglect doing what it is that we know we need to do one of the examples i want to give is when i one of the examples of 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 a time that i experienced a fear that almost paralyzed me or, or kept me from doing something that i know i really needed to do was you know i talk about this all the time is when i went through separation and divorce and so you know, I had these fears. I had these these things that I, I was questioning all the time. It's like, you know, what's going to happen to me now? Where am I going to go? What am I going to do? You know, how am I going to live? How am I going to make it? And so this fear begins to grip you because you've been so accustomed to, depending on how long you've been married, 
having that other person there as as a support system. And now you're going to be you're going to be doing things on your own. You're going to be, you know, one one income family, you know, and, and trying to get through things and manage things on your own. So you, you're kind of gripped with this fear of what do I do now? And then also in the midst of that, I feared I feared giving my heart away again. But then in that, I also feared being alone. And so I was torn. I was torn between a lot of things. And I feared a lot of things at that time. Like, who's going to want me now? My husband doesn't want me. It can paralyze you. It can get to a place where you are just, you can't think straight. You're, you're, you can get to the place where you go from being in fear to then it crossing over to being a phobia where it's really, really paralyzing. The depression and the anxiety that I went through crossed me over into that, that realm of that phobia because I allowed myself to go there. What you feed grows. And so I fed into the fear and the fear grew. The fear continued to grow. What you fear, what you feed grows. And so I was not feeding my faith. I was feeding fear because I didn't know who I was. And so I was looking at the circumstances and the situations in front of me instead of looking at God and what his word says, instead of trusting that God was with me because he says he's going to be with me all the time. He said he never leaves me nor forsakes me. And so I allowed myself to cross over into that phobia of being anxious. You know, what am, what am I going to do? And at that time, you know, I had to get up and I had to go out of the house. I had to go to work. You know, I had to work because I had to pay bills. I was homeless for a time in that stretch. I left the house that my husband and I shared. And a friend of mine allowed me to come and stay at her home. I was homeless from um, March to the end of June. I, I managed to find a place because I wanted to get my children. And I had to find a place by July 1st. So, you know, it was a real, real struggle. And so, yes, of course, I fed, I fed into the fear. I fed into the fear of what if. I fed into the fear of what's going to happen to me now. I fed into the fear of what's going to happen to my children. And so I was in a place where I felt like I literally, literally lost my mind because I was always focused on the what if, the negative, always having the negative self-talk, the negative mindset. I was not focused on God and what his word says. I was not focused on the positive. And so that's how fear can hold you back. It can keep you in a place where you're not moving forward, you're not growing. And it can become such an unhealthy fear because it can paralyze you to the point where you do nothing, that you just sit in your house in the dark. And, and I, I've been there. You just sit in your house in the dark and you're scared to leave your house. Let's say you're, you're afraid, afraid of spiders. You see a spider in your house. And this is, this is an example of an unhealthy fear that turned into a phobia. You see a spider in your house. And so somebody comes, you, you're afraid of, you're terrified of spiders, and somebody comes and they kill that spider. Well, you saw that one spider in your house. Somebody killed it. But now you think that the spiders have taken over your house. And, and now you can't go back into your house because the spider was there and you feel like they're going to be more spiders. So you're always looking over your shoulder. You're always checking everything to make sure that the spider is not there. Um, people have phobias and they don't leave their home because of the crime rates in, in certain areas. 
They're scared to leave their homes, so they become a prisoner in their own homes. And so there's so many fears that people have that turn into phobias and keep them paralyzed and keep them from moving forward. But we have to begin to learn to trust the word of God, to trust that God, if we're believers in Christ, to trust that God is always with us and he tells us not to fear. He tells us that he is always with us, that he never leaves us nor forsakes us. He tells us that he, he has our back. And so we have to recognize that he is always with us. I want to read a scripture here. First John 4 verses 1 through 5. It says, delightfully loved friends, don't trust every spirit, but carefully examine what they say to determine if they are of God, because many false prophets have mingled into the world. Here's the test for those with the genuine spirit of God. They will confess Jesus as the Christ who has come in the flesh. Everyone who does not acknowledge that Jesus is from God has the spirit of Antichrist which you heard was coming and is already active in the world. Little children, you can be certain that you belong to God and have conquered them. For the one who is living in you is far greater than the one who is in the world. They belong to this world and they articulate the spirit of this world and the world listens to them. There are people in the world that will try to incite you with fear, that will try to attack you and make you fear things. And so this scripture was one that was shared. First John chapter four, verses one through five was one that was shared today in church. It stuck out to me because it spoke about trying the spirit that is speaking to you. And sometimes there are people that will come to you, that will say things to you, that will try to get you into that place of fear, that will say things um, to you and you know, you begin to just attach to whatever it is they say, that they say and you feed into it and you feed into the fear. And this references false prophets, but there are people in the world that want you to fear. There are people in the world, especially with toxic relationships. Uh, people, I believe that people stay in toxic relationships because of fear. They've been through something, some kind of traumatic experience, something that they've been through that, that gives them a wrong self-image. And so they think that they deserve everything that this person that they're, they're supposed to be in a relationship with is saying to them. And so they feel like this person is the only person that, that's going to ever love them because that person has, has um, beat them down so much and has lied to them and has messed with their emotions so much that they think that they'll never, they can't do any better than, than that person that they have who has incited fear in them. Well, what if I leave? What if I leave him? How will I make it on my own? I need him. I can't pay my bills without him. I can't, you know, there, there are so many things that they focus on instead of getting out of that relationship. And I, now I'm not telling anybody to get out of relationships, if, especially if you're married. You need to go to God and you need to determine whether you need to get out of that relationship. So I'm not telling anybody to leave your husband or anything like that. But if, if it's somebody that you're not married to, and they're abusive, you need to get out of that relationship. If, there's some, if it's somebody that you're not married to and they're always beating you down, they're always telling you that you're no good and that you deserve everything that they're doing to you, you need to get out of that toxic relationship. Stop walking in fear thinking that you're not going to be able to make it 
if you leave that person. You're, you're better than that. You deserve better than that. And so fear keeps us trapped in relationships that we should not be in. Fear causes us to shrink back and not say things that we know we need to stay, say or do things that we know we need to do. Fear was holding me back from speaking things that I needed to speak or know that I needed to speak. Fear was holding me back from doing the things that God wanted me to do, that I knew God wanted me to do because I had a wrong self-image. I had low self-esteem because I had a wrong self-image. I didn't think anybody wanted to hear what I had to say. I didn't think that I was good enough. I didn't think that I was cute enough. I didn't think that I was smart enough. There was a lot going on with me. So because of that, I feared doing things in front of people. I was comfortable being in the background. I was comfortable not stepping out and doing things. I was comfortable in my little, my little space, me, my family, that was it. I didn't need to go out there and do anything. I didn't need to pursue anything. All out of fear. And I allowed those lies to keep me held in bondage, to keep me held captive. Because I was looking at the wrong picture. I was looking in the wrong mirror. And when you look in the wrong mirror, then you get caught up in what's in front of you and you don't walk by faith. And so you can't be in fear and faith at the same time. There's no way you can be in fear and faith at the same time. If you're in fear, you're not in faith. If you're in fear, you're not in faith. And we have to begin to trust God Trust the word of God, go to the word of God, find out what the word of God says and feed on that, meditate on that until it becomes a part of you because it is a part of you. It's a part of you and it helps you to overcome fear. Um, a show that I used to watch um, all the time was Monk. I liked watching Monk. Um, he was hilarious, but he had a phobia. He had a fear of germs. And so he felt like anything that he touched it was going to, something was going to happen to him. And so you always saw him with these tissues or these napkins or these yeah, handkerchiefs, things like that to open doors or touch anything. He didn't want anybody touching him because he had a phobia. He had a fear of germs. So it kept him from being able to do a lot of things that were enjoyable in life. And that's what fear does. That's what those phobias does. It, it keeps you from being able to enjoy your life. He could not fully enjoy his life because he was always fear of catching. He was always in fear of catching something. And so when you're in fear, you're always afraid of something and you don't, you're not living fully. You're not living in the abundance that God wants for you. You're not able to walk out the plans that God has for you when you allow fear to be the determining factor, when you allow yourself to get caught up in fear. So we have to be, we have to walk by faith and not by sight. Things, a lot of times things that what we see, things we're looking at, will cause us to fear fear. We're gonna always feel fear, but we don't have to respond to the fear. We don't have to, to move in conjunction with the fear. We have to get out of focusing on the fear and do it anyway. I like what George Myers says. George Myers always says, do it afraid, do it afraid. And we have to get to that place where we're doing it afraid. And I've learned that if I do it afraid, when I get on the other side of that and I've done it, it's like, what was I scared of? What was I so scared of? Even the fear still tries to grip me, 
even when I come on doing live, it tried to grip me this afternoon. And so I have to do, you know, I'm a mindset coach. So I have to do my, I have to do some mindset work on myself and recognize that that feeling of fear, that's a lie. I don't have to be overcome with that. And so I was going to use the excuse that, you know, my dog ran away and I have to go out and find my dog. So I'm not going to be able to come on. But I said, you know what? No, I have to do what it is that God wants me to do. I've already promised someone that I was going to do this. I'm a woman of integrity. I'm going to go on and I'm going to do what I need to do. And I know that God is going to take care of everything else. And I can go out there and I can look for my dog before it gets dark. But we cannot allow ourselves to be overcome with fear. It keeps us from doing what it is that God wants us to do. And so we get caught up in this irrational fear, which can cause, cause us to miss out on the blessings and things that God has for us. It sounds like my dog is home. <laughs> Somebody brought him home. All right, so I'm feeling better now. So I knew that once I did, stepped out and did what God said, that he was going to take care of my issue, and he did, because that was my prayer. It's like, okay, God, I'm going to do what you said do, and I know that if I do what you said do, then you're going to take care of the things that's on my heart. And that was the thing that was on my heart was getting my dog back home. So I praise God for, that my dog is back home and I don't have to go out and look for him again. So learning how to trust God, learning how to trust God, because, you know, that was something that could have become a fear that, you know, something is happening to my dog and I'm sitting here doing this live and the devil will try to do things to make you fear so that you can shrink back and not walk in what you're supposed to walk in. Hey, puppy, I'm sorry. <laughs> so the devil will make you, you know, try to do things to make you um, shrink back and not do what it is that God wants you to do. And so we're not to walk in fear. We are to walk by faith and not by sight. I used to do these um, Facebook Lives called What If? What if we truly believed what the word of God says? How would our lives be different? How would our lives change? What if? What if we truly believed what the word of God said? How would our lives be different? If we truly believe what the word of God says, we wouldn't walk in fear. If we truly believe what the word of God says, we wouldn't know who we are in Christ. We would always walk boldly, stand tall, not be afraid of what men can do to us what what can happen to this body and say boldly proclaim what god is saying boldly doing what god wants us to do boldly living out the promises of god boldly walking in the calling of god on our lives if we truly believe what the word of god says and one of the problems that we don't believe what the word of god says is because we don't know what the word of god says we don't study the word of God. We don't meditate on the word of God. And that's what we need in order to be able to overcome the fear. There are a lot of scriptures on how to overcome fear. God knew that fear would be a problem. That's why it's mentioned so many times in the word of God. He knew that it would be a problem. He knew that people would be overcome by fear. Fear is not from God. Fear is from the enemy. Fear is from the, from the devil. He does not want us to do 
what it is that God wants us to do. He does not want us to walk in our purpose. He does not want us to live in abundance. He does not want us to touch the lives of other people. He wants us to shrink back. He wants us to live uh, a life of mediocrity. He doesn't want us to, to grow and he, and he doesn't want us to empower other people. He wants us to live a mediocre life. And so we need to recognize that when we're feeling fear, that that's a sign that we need to push through. That's a sign that we need to push through. We need to go to God and say, okay, God, th there's something going on here. What does this mean? You know, why am I feeling this way? I mean, sometimes you, you can sit around. I mean, I've, I've had those moments where I've sat and all of a sudden this feeling of fear came on me or this uneasy, uncomfortable feeling came on me. I had to determine whether that was fear or whether that was something that I needed to ask God that was, he was trying to tell me something. So I needed to, to discern what that was. And so asking God, why am I feeling this kind of, all of a sudden I'm sitting here and, and nothing's going on. Why am I feeling this kind of way? And so God will reveal to you what that is, what that feeling is, if we go to him. And so we, that's why I said we have to know, we have to have that discerning of spirit. We have to operate in that, in that gift. We have to recognize that we have that gift and we can't operate in that. We can't know the answers to the things that we need answers to. God wants to answer us. And so not to get caught up in fear. Like I said, we're going to always experience the feeling of fear, but we shouldn't give in to that fear. Little fear rises up in you or whatever the case may be, but you can't allow it to paralyze you to the, to the point where you're, you're sitting back and you're not moving forward to find out what it is that's causing that fear. You have to examine and find out what it is that's causing that fear. And so I know that I have the potential to experience fear because I open myself up to, to fear. And we don't recognize we're opening ourselves up to fear. This just popped into my spirit, so I'm going to share this. But, you know, we watch those scary movies. You know, I used to watch all the little scary movies, uh, the Halloween movies and all those scary things on TV. I thought it was nothing. Participating in um, Halloween events where, you know, it's all about fear. It's all about evil. We're opening ourselves up to fear. We're, we're allowing ourselves to be, to be scared or things to scare us. And then we wonder why we walk in fear. We're experiencing fear. It's because we've opened ourselves up to it. And we don't recognize. We think that it's innocent. It's not innocent. It's not innocent. We are not to, to dibble and dabble in evil things. The Bible even says that, you know, if Satan cast out Satan, then he is, he's divided against himself. And so he can't, he can't survive. He's divided against himself. And so a house divided cannot stand. And so if we're playing with evil by participating in Halloween, by watching the scary movies, you know, the Walking Dead and, and the um, Halloween movies and all those kind of evil things and allowing ourselves to, to, be, to be fearful, then when things happen and we start to hear little pricks and little creaks and things like that, you know, we get scared because we've allowed that into us. We, we've allowed ourselves to be in that position. And so we have to recognize it's not innocent. It's not innocent. The devil wants us to think that it's innocent. It's not innocent. It's not innocent. That's how he gets a foothold in. And that's how he, because we're feeding ourselves that. And then 
those things we have to guard what's, what's in our heart guard what comes in our hearts what goes in our eyes what we hear we have to guard those things the bible tells us we have to guard those things and we're not guarding those things that's why we experience the fears some of the fears that we do and it's important to recognize that it's not innocent i didn't have that in my notes i know that that was that was downloaded by the holy spirit because he wants us to recognize that we cannot play with the devil and then think that we can cast the devil out. We cannot play with the devil and then think that we can cast the devil out. It's not going to happen. You can't do it. You're giving him, a, giving him a foothold. And so he incites fear. He's the author of fear. And because he's the author of fear, he, he, you've allowed yourself to get taken in to these movies that you think are entertaining. And he says, okay, I got them now. They've let me in. And so now I'm going to do what, everything I need to do to incite fear in, in all these areas of their life, to keep them stagnated, to keep them in bondage and in slavery to the fear. And that's how he operates. He's going about seeking, he's going about seeking who he can devour. He's like a roaring lion going about seeking who he can devour. And that's how he does it. He's subtle. He's subtle. He wants to make you think that it's all entertainment, it's all in fun, and it's, it's no harm, no foul, but it is. It is. And so we can't play with evil and think that we're going to be able to come up against him when it's time. We can't. We can't. And so some of these, I have some scripture written down here that I want to share that help us with learning ways to overcome fear. One of the ways is through humility and faith, and that's in First Peter chapter 5, verses 6 through 7. It says, if you bow low in God's awesome presence, and this is the, the uh, passion, the passion version, and I'm, I'm loving the passion version now. If you bow low in God's awesome presence, he will eventually exalt you as you leave the timing in his hands. Pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there for he always tenderly cares for you be well balanced and always alert because your enemy the devil roams around incessantly like a roaring lion looking for his prey to devour we need to humble ourselves we need to pour out our worries and our stress upon god and leave it there humble ourselves go to him Tell him our anxieties. Tell him our worries. Tell him our fears. It's not a surprise to him. He already knows. He already knows every single thing about our lives. We have to recognize that God knows every single thing about us. Our lives have already been played out in, in his presence. He knows our end from our beginning. We're just walking it out. It's already been done. It's already been finished. Our lives have already been walked out and finished. He knows where we're going to end up. And so nothing we do is a surprise to him. When we're in worry and anxiety and we're in fear, he already knows. And he wants us to come and bring those worries and those anxieties and those fears to him and then move forward. Leave it there. Don't pick it up. Don't hold on to it. Leave it there. And then go, what it is, go do what it is that God is leading you to do. Go get that job that he's already told you is yours. Go get that house that he's already said is yours. Go start that business that he's already told you to start. Go ahead and quit that job that he's already told you he's already provided for you. Go ahead and quit that job that he's already told you to quit. Stop walking in fear. 
go ahead and, and you know, create that invention that he's already told you to create. God will tell, when we're asking God for, to give us creative and innovative ideas, God will do that. Don't look for it to be something that you're familiar with. Don't look for it to be something that you're comfortable with. Don't look for it to be something that you've even heard of before. Don't look for it to make sense to you. It's not. God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. They're different. And so he's going to tell us some crazy things to do. But we need to know that we need to do that. Whatever it is, even though we don't understand, even though we think that it's crazy, that you know this will never fly, I don't know why he told me to do this. Trust that God knows what he's doing. So don't get caught up in fear. Don't get caught up in what you see in front of you or what it looks like to you. Just do what he said and trust him for the outcome. Trust him for the outcome that may not look like the outcome that you're looking for. So take your cares and your worries to him. Step out and go ahead and do what it is that he's telling you to do. Do it afraid. Like Joyce Meyer says, do it afraid. You will find that once you do it, you're wondering what in the world were you, what were you afraid of in the first place? And even if you do something that you believe that you're supposed to do and it doesn't turn out the way that you expected it to turn out and you, mess, you, you totally, you know, you feel like you totally messed it up or you failed in that area, guess what? You've just found one way that doesn't work. Try the next way. Just keep moving. It's a, it's a growing experience. It's a lesson learned and it's a growing experience. You've just experienced something different. And so now you try the next thing to keep yourself from being fearful of, okay, I tried it the last time. It didn't work. I already tried something. It didn't work. So I'm not going to do it anymore. Then you're walking in fear because you tried it once before and it didn't work. And so you're not going to try anymore. You're afraid to try anymore. That's how fear keeps you held hostage and keeps you in bondage because we're trying things and we're think, thinking that because we failed at, the, at, at doing it one time or two times or three times that it's not going to work. I'm not going to try it anymore. I'm not going to try anything else. And those, those thoughts begin to, you begin to rehearse those thoughts in your mind and you begin to say the wrong words out of your mouth. When we speak, we have to be, we have to recognize that our words have power. Our words have power. And so our words and our thoughts need to line up. They need to, they need to be in agreement with each other. So we need to recognize that death and life is in the power of the tongue. What we speak out of our mouths are seeds that are being planted. And trust me, the enemy is there waiting to capture those seeds, waiting to grab those seeds of your word and run with it and produce what it is you're speaking out of your mouth. The same way that when you speak positive, when you speak the word of God, it's a seed that's being planted. And that's what's going to manifest in your life. So we need to begin to speak those things that are positive out of our mouths, those things that we desire to see happen in our lives, and, and watch those things manifest. Get your mindset right. Get your words right. And watch things change in your life. Once your mindset changes, and your words begin to line up with what it is that you're believing God for, then you'll see those things manifest. So if you're afraid of something, don't focus on the fear. 
focus on that positive thing that you want to experience from stepping out and doing what it is that you know you need to do and begin to speak that. Speak that positive. I'm, I'm working on writing a book. And it, it's something that God laid on my heart to do. And I didn't feel like I was experienced enough to do it. I, it's been on the shelf for years. Um, and I never stepped out to do it because I didn't feel like I was the one to do that, even though I knew that God had told me to do that. And so now I'm at a place where I have to tell myself, yes, I can do this. I am going to write this book. I am writing this book and start telling myself, I am a published author. I am a published author. That's what I want to see. I am a published author. I am a full-time entrepreneur. Right now, I work for somebody else, and I run my business part-time. But I am a full-time. I see myself as a full-time entrepreneur. So you have to be able to begin to visualize yourself in that place, doing what it is that you are believing God for. Get, get the vision in your mind right. Get your thoughts right. Allow your words to line up. And so once all that is lining up, you have to get the right picture in your mind. You cannot have the wrong picture and, and expect that what you think you're believing for is going to come to pass. That true thing that, you're, that you believe, that thing that you believe, that's the thing that you're going to get. Not the thing that you're, you're saying something contrary to what you believe. And your, your, your subconscious mindset knows that you don't truly believe what's coming out of your mouth. And so it's going to produce that thing that you truly believe, that thing that's in your heart. So if the negative is in your heart, if, that, if, the, if you don't believe that you can do something, but you're saying, I can do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, but then you're always procrastinating, you're producing what it is that's in your heart. You don't really believe you can do it. And so you have to see yourself doing that. You have to get the right vision. God gives us vision. His word says, without vision, the people perish. So we have to get the right vision. God gives us vision. Get the right vision in your mind. Get the right vision. See yourself doing whatever that is, and then get excited about it. As you get excited about it, you know, express the emotion of it. You see yourself as a published author, then start getting excited about it. And start praising God and thanking God that, hey, I'm a published author. Thank you, God. I'm a published author. I thank you. I have my first book is written. It's done. It's in the ground. You know, it's selling. It's, it's going to be a bestseller. You know, start seeing yourself there and start exci getting excited about it. And you're not in fear anymore of not accomplishing that for another year. Stop looking through the mirror of the world. All those things that the world has said about you. All those things, all those lies that the world has told you, stop looking through that mirror and look through the mirror of the word. Look through the mirror of what God says about you. Get a proper self-image so that you can walk in faith and not in fear. You can focus on faith and not fear and begin to walk out the things that you want to walk out in your life. And so another one, another scripture here is Psalms 34 and 4. And this is the English Standard Version. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all of my fears. God delivers us from all of our fears. We have to continue to express our fears. Tell him what, what our fears are. Share those with him. He already knows. He wants us to share them with him and to ask him to deliver us from those fears. He wants us to ask him to deliver us from those fears. To take us to a place where we're no longer walking in fear in that area. 
Lord, give me the strength to hit the go button on this Facebook Live. Give me the strength to do that, God, because I'm sitting here and I'm still contemplating that I don't want to go live. I don't want to hit this button. What if I mess up? What if people start laughing or people don't receive? Or what if nobody shows up? What if I'm the only one there and I'm doing the live and nobody shows up? What if nobody ever watches this? Give me the strength to hit this button. And so that's what we have to be. We have to put those fears on the line. I, I'm not going to allow fear to hold me back anymore. I'm going to step out there. Yes, I feel fear. Yes, I acknowledge the fact that I feel fear. But I'm not going to let fear rule and control my life. Because like I said earlier, you can't be in fear and faith at the same time. And I'd rather be in faith because I know that God called me to this. And so I'm going to do what God called me to do. First John 4, 18 and 19. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. Again, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of, sound, and of a sound mind or self-control. Perfect love casts out all fear. If you're walking in fear, you, you're not walking in love. If you're walking in fear, you have not been perfected in love. And it's not just love of other people. It's love of self that's included. And we so often overlook the fact, you know, of loving ourselves. We have to love ourselves. First, we love God with everything in us. And then we love ourselves. And out of the love that we have for, our, for ourselves, we can love other people. Because he says, love others as we love ourselves. And so we have to love ourselves first. And so when we have that perfect love for ourselves, we're able to step out and do the things that we know that we, we need to do and not, get, not be controlled by fear. Know that he's equipped us with every single thing that we need to do every single thing that he's called and ordained and appointed us to do. He has equipped us. His word says he's given us everything pertaining to life and godliness, everything. Everything that we need, he's already given us. Everything that we need is already in us to move forward, to move past the fear, and to do what he's called us to do. He's already did. He's already done everything. He's already done everything. And we have to trust that. Again, like I said before, what if? What if we truly believe that the word of God was true? What if we truly believe that everything that the word says is true? How would our lives change? Will we continue to shrink back in fear? Or will we go boldly into the world proclaiming the gospel and doing what it is that God has called us to do, completing our assignment in him because we know our purpose and we know that God has plans for us and we know that all things work for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Do we really believe that? All things work for the good of those that, are called, that, that love God and that are called according to his purpose. All things. Do we really believe that? And so if we really believe that, we believe that everything is going to work for our good. No matter how bad it looks, it's going to work for our good. No matter how messed up it is right now in front of us, it's going to all work for our good. No matter what it is, God works it for our good. 
And so therefore, we're able to step out and we're able to do what it is that God wants us to do, not be held up again by fear and not allowing fear to hold us hostage and keep us from doing the things that we know that we need to do. Keep us from moving, moving forward. Keep us from growing. Keep us from sowing into ourselves. Keep us from becoming all that God has created and ordained us to be. That's what fear is intended to do. We have to know that he's our rock. He knows, I mean, you know, we need to know that he is our rock. He is our fortress. He is our deliverer. He will carry us through everything that we need to go through. Every single thing, anything in our lives. There's going to always be trials and tribulations. There's going to always be people in the world that do bad things. God does not cause bad things. Nothing bad or evil comes from God. There's no bad, no evil in God. You can't give something that you don't have. God is good. He's always good. God is a God of love. The word says that God is love. He is the epitome of love. The word says that he only gives good gifts. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. So there's nothing that, that is bad that happens in our life that's coming from him. That's a lie from the pit of hell. That's a lie from the enemy. He wants us to believe that God kills babies, that God kills people, that God causes all these bad things to happen, that God can stop all this stuff if he wanted to. He wants us to believe that so that we don't go to God. We think that God is bad. We think that he's good. He's not. It's a lie. God gives only good gifts. All the evil things that are happening in life, in, in our lives, all the evil things that are happening in, in the world, they're all coming from the enemy. They're all coming from us allowing the enemy to trick us into doing things that are not Christ-like. Everybody in the world is not saved. You're being controlled by one of two things. Either you're being, being led and controlled by the spirit of God, or you're being led and controlled by the enemy. And that's the gist of it. Who are you going to listen to? Are you listening to God? Because if you're listening to God, then you're exhibiting the fruit of the spirit in your life. If you're listening to the enemy, then you're following after your flesh, and you're following after anything the world says is right, and you're flying by the seat of your pants. So we need to be able to recognize the schemes of the enemy to keep us in bondage, to keep us in fear, and to keep us from growing and moving forward. Don't allow him to keep you from moving forward. From this day forward, you need to make a commitment to yourself. You need to make a commitment to yourself that you will no longer allow fear to hold you captive. If you are a child of the Most High God, be led by the Spirit of God. Walk in faith, not by sight. Don't allow fear to hold you captive one more day, not one more second. Determine in your heart that you want everything that God wants for you. God knows the plans that he has. He has great plans for you. He created you with purpose in mind. He created you special. He has assignments for you to complete. There are people attached to you. There are people waiting on you. And if you don't complete your assignment, then there are people that are not going to be touched because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. There are people waiting for you. There are people attached to you. Get out there and do what it is that God is calling you to do. Complete your assignment. When Jesus was in the world, Jesus knew exactly what he was supposed to do. He knew his assignment and he stayed focused on his assignment. Had Jesus got distracted, and got off of his purpose and his assignment, where would we be today? 
we will still be lost in our sins. Had he got distracted and allowed fear to overtake him, and he said, nope, I'm not going to do it. I, I just, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I know I said I was going to do it, but I can't do it. I, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. Where would we be? Where would we be? If Noah had not built the ark, even at the expense of looking ridiculous, because it, the, it had never rained on earth before, if he had not built the ark, then him and his family would have been wiped out along with everybody else. If Esther had not fulfilled her assignment, and went to the king to plead for her people. Where would we be? A whole generation of Jewish people would have been wiped out, a whole nation of people. But she stayed on her assignment. She did not fear. We need to recognize that because of our assignment, our assignments are so important. If we don't do our assignment, that there's a domino effect of negativity waiting behind that. There's a domino effect of negativity. A whole generation of people could be wiped out if we don't complete our assignment. People could be lost and dying if we don't complete our assignment. And so we need to complete our assignment. Don't allow fear to continue to hold you hostage. Don't allow fear to continue to hold you hostage. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. The word says that the steps of a good man are ordered by God. He's always ordering and directing our steps. As long as we continue to be in communication with him, to be in relationship with him, and that's what Christianity is all about. It's about relationship, being in relationship with him. As long as we continue to be in relationship with him, talk to him every day, all day, ask him questions. Don't be afraid to ask him questions. Don't be afraid to go boldly before his throne. You are a child of the Most High God. You are a child, you are an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. You have a right to go before your father and to ask him questions. You have a right to go before your father and present your fears and your, your anxiety and your you know all, all those things that you're going through. You have a right to go before your father as a child, as an heir, as a son, as a daughter. That's your identity. That's your identity. And so don't be afraid to approach your father. He said, you can come boldly before my throne of grace and find mercy. He wants us to come before him. He wants us to cast our cares. He wants to, he said he wants to, he wants to take that. He wants to carry our burdens. He wants to carry our burdens. He doesn't want us to carry all of that stuff. We were not created and equipped to carry all that mess. Stop carrying it. He wants to carry it for you. He wants to deliver you. He wants to heal you. You know, people, people are, are sick and dying, and some people are sick and dying that don't need to die. But because the doctor said you're going to die, and you only have this amount of time to live, they listen to the doctor instead of listening to the word of God that says that he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with the stripes we are healed. It says, with his stripes, we are healed. We're already healed. The word says it's already done. It's already done. You're already healed. But we don't take hold of the promises of God. We don't walk in the promises of God. We don't believe the promises of God. I'm sorry, doctor, that you say that I only have so many months to live, 
but I believe the word of God. I believe that I'm already healed. That's what I'm going to meditate on. I'm going to meditate on the word of God. He says, that if I, when, I, when I pray, if I believe that I receive when I pray, then I already have what I've asked for. And so by faith, I'm taking on the, whole, the word of God that says that I'm already healed. I can't help what you said. I can't help what the report said. I'm trusting God. We have to begin to believe what the word says. And that's why the word says, speaking those things that be not as though, as though they were. People think that it's, it's speaking anything. It, they'll speak any and everything, saying, I'm just speaking those things that be not as though they were. No, it's not talking about any and everything. It's talking about, it's talking about excuse me, the word of God, the promises of God. Speak those things that be not as though they were, meaning that you don't see them right now in the natural. But because the word of God says it, that means it's already true. It's already done. You already have it because the word says it. So because the word says that with his stripes, I'm healed, that means I'm healed. Because the word says I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, that means I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Because the word says that I shouldn't fear, that he's with me, guess what? He's with me. I can't see him with my natural eyes, but he's with me. He's always with me. I just have to believe that. The word says that he orders my steps. Okay, God, I'm believing that you're ordering my steps. So. I'm going to just step out here and I'm going to do what I believe that it is that you're telling me to do and trust that you're ordering my steps. I'm trusting that I've heard from you that you, you said this and I'm just going to go ahead and step out here and do it. And even if you miss it, I believe that God is going to somehow maneuver things to get you on track and get you on the path that you're supposed to go on because he's ordering our steps. He's going to get you to where you need to get to. We have to believe that right now, at this very moment, we are right where we are supposed to be. You're right where you're supposed to be. You're in the right place. You're in the right place. Hopefully that helped you to make a commitment starting today that you're going to press past the fear and you're going to do it afraid. You're going to recognize that fear is a lie. The word of God empowers. Fear paralyzes. And you don't want to be paralyzed anymore. I pray that God continues to richly bless you and that you begin to walk out and manifest the things in your life that you desire to see in your life. We are creative beings and we, we were created to create and we can design our lives. Be intentional, be impactful, and go out and make an impact in the world for the kingdom of God. Evangelist Amanda Brothers here of Empowered for Change, LLC, and amandabrothers.com. I believe that identity and mindset are everything. So as an identity empowerment coach, I help kingdom women to unpack their emotional baggage and improve their self-concept so that they can show up more powerfully for themselves, their families, and their community without the guilt, the hurt, the shame, or the regret from their past. So if you are challenged with how you see, feel, and think about yourself, schedule a first step to victory call with me at bit.ly forward slash schedule call now or at amandabrothers.com.